We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is July 9th, 2020. And if you're listening or watching, you are listening or watching to the Marston Brothers podcast. Man, I don't know what to say other than 2020 has been 2020 has been some type of year. I think 2020 is going to be like an adjective now. I think when people start using the 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 year 2020, it's going to be synonymous with terrible, horrible, disgusting. You know, for example, man. This is so 2020. <laughs> 2020 meaning that this is just terrible. Oh man, I feel so 2020 right now. Oh man, that means I feel disgusting or weird. Like 2020 has just been one of those years where I remember when all of us were going into the new year, we were all thinking, oh man, 2020 is going to be, you know, 2020 perfect vision. Oh, this is going to be an awesome year. Oh, can't wait till we see what happens. And just living through this 2020, I mean, we are almost halfway throughout the year and it has probably been one of the more exhausting years to pass than anybody can think of right now between everything that's been going on with the coronavirus between you know a lot of things that are going on with social injustices you know obviously george floyd with the black lives matter movement protests going on work stoppages it's just been a lot to handle for normal everyday individuals and I think it's one of those things where as human beings, we're just going to have to be really resilient with everything that's been going on through life. And it's really pushed us to the upper limit. And, you know, as you can probably figure out, it's just me on the podcast today. And it has been a little while since we've talked last, but I just wanted to catch up with you guys and then just let you guys know what's going on. And then let's try to do another podcast episode story because we haven't had a current events in a while i think the last time we did a podcast was in the month of may but believe me there have been a lot of stuff going on and you know i just wanted to focus on me myself and i and the family for a little while and we've been able to do that and you know despite how terrible 2020 has been i can let you guys know that 2020 is going to be the year a year that i always remember for good reasons because Daughter number two, Amelia Lucille Marslin, was born on July or June 26th. So it's been a couple of weeks now. We have a newborn in the house, and I've got to tell you, it's almost been three years since Ophelia has been born, and it's just so different because with Ophelia being almost three years old, she's pretty much independent. She can do a lot of the things that she needs to do on her own. There isn't as much you know, observation in front of her every second of every waking moment of the day. She can do her own stuff. She knows how to do things. So I've got to say, as the children get older, it's been a little less hand-holding, a little more in other areas. But for the most part, you know, you can leave Ophelia alone for a couple minutes and not be worried about what's going on. But having a newborn, it really lets you know that, you know, they literally depend on every little thing for you. And it kind of took us back in time through the time machine but it's just been great you know 
Amelia was born. She was 8 pounds, 11 ounces. Leah was great with just the whole childbirthing experience. And Ophelia has been great because she's been wanting to be a big sister for a little while. And she has that loving, caring, affectionate big sister role. And she's doing a really good job with that. So it's with all the stuff that has been going on with the negativity, I can tell you that having Amelia has been the highlight of 2020. So, again, there's a lot of stuff that are going on. It's tough out there. You know, we haven't talked in a while, but I figured, you know, the best way to try to get back to some sort of normalcy is to start doing things that we are used to doing. And for me, at least, it's trying to get back to the podcast. So we're going to open up with a typical episode. You know, we're going to talk about some of the current events that are going on. In, and one of the things that I want to more talk about and, and all the other stuff that I spoke about, you know, believe me, we're, we're going to probably have a podcast about, you know, what's been going on with coronavirus. We'll probably have a, a definite podcast with, you know, everything that's going on with George Floyd and, you know, as, you know, us at the Marston Brothers, you know, what we see in that and what some of our thoughts are and just things that we've had to deal with in our lives that, you know, make us think even more because of what George Floyd has gone on. So we'll definitely give you guys our take on that. But I do want to wait until we've got the other two Marston brothers together. So there'll definitely be an episode about that. And we'll kind of talk, you know, just a little bit about what our thoughts are on that. But let's just start off with a with a soft one and let's talk about Disney World. So it's July 9th and I want to bring up a a current event talking about Disney World and its reopening and how that can affect everything that's going on now with coronavirus, with the uh, increasing of numbers, with Florida being dubbed as you know one of the new epicenters, and how Disney World opening up. What what do people think about that? And something that I want you guys to think about initially when we're talking about this episode is one, you know, what are your thoughts on going back to you know, homeostasis. You know, what are your thoughts on trying to go back to some sort of normalcy that we had before? You know, major gatherings have been shut down for the longest, and now with all the reopening efforts that that uh, that life in general is trying to get back to, you know, would you consider going to a large place like Disney World? So let's read through the story. Let's talk about some of the things that Disney World is trying to do. And then I can give you some of my thoughts on what they're doing. And then we can compare the Disney World opening to some of the other major theme parks that have opened up. So listen up. Let me take you on this story. And let's see what happens. So this story is written from Travel Pulse. And the name of the story is Disney World Affirms Commitment to Health and Safety Ahead of Reopening. So this story was written by Lori Brody. And this was actually written a couple of days ago on June, July 7th. So on July 11th, Disney will proceed with the phased reopening plan for its worldwide park and resorts by reopening Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, which will become the first of the company's domestic theme parks to welcome back guests. First, Magic Kingdom Park and Disney's Animal Kingdom will reopen on July 11th, followed by Epcot and Disney Hollywood Studios on July 15th. Chief Medical Officer of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, Dr. Pamela Heimel, 
today released a recap of Disney's new set of health and safety measures being implemented in the theme parks. The new system incorporates guidance from government and local health authorities, including the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, as well as input from the U.S. Travel Association and Disney's own team of health experts. With Disney cast member support and guest cooperation, the combination of multi-level measures will go a long way toward preserving the health and safety of everyone who comes to enjoy the parks and the reimagined Disney experience with all of its magic intact. Disney's all-around approach is designed to help reduce risk within the carefully managed environments of its parks and resorts. Several new sets of operational guidelines and protocols fall under the following categories. The first category we're going to talk about is the health and wellness category. So in this category, what it says is that we want to make sure that we're limiting and carefully managing park attendance by requiring guests to make advanced reservations and ticket purchases, reducing capacity so there are fewer people in the parks to allow for physical distancing, which CDC promotes as a key measure for COVID-19 prevention. Physical distancing requirements will apply in attractions, queues, dining areas, and various other locations. Physical barriers have also been installed in spots where physical distancing proves difficult to manage. All guests entering Disney theme parks will need to have their temperature quickly scanned. Cast members and guests ages two years and older will be required to wear face coverings with the exception of while eating, drinking, or swimming. Increased hand washing stations and hand sanitizer dispensers have been installed throughout Disney parks and resorts. First aid locations are staffed by experienced nurses who have updated their protocols for responding to guests displaying symptoms. The next section is going to be cleaning and disinfection. So some of the things that they're doing are as follows. Across the parks and resorts, already high standards for cleanliness and sanitization have been elevated, with special emphasis placed on common spaces such as attractions and queues, dining venues, hotel lobbies, and transportation vehicles. Cleaning frequency has increased, especially in high traffic areas and for frequently touched surfaces like handrails, benches, tables, handles, restrooms, public elevators, and escalators, etc. After park closing, each park will undergo an enhanced cleaning prior to guests arriving on the following day. Guest rooms at Disney-owned and operated hotels will receive an enhanced cleaning between guest stays with a light cleaning service offered. Example, trash removal, replenishing of towels, and amenities will be offered every other day during guest stays. For technology solutions, existing Disney apps such as My Disney Experience have been enhanced with features that will enable visitors to find hand, hand, hand sanitizer and hand washing locations, reuse digital menus, and much more. Tech solutions like mobile order, cashless payments, and magic bands already make it easier for guests to minimize employee customer contact and maintain social distancing. Hotel guests now have the ability to chat with a resort cast member via the My Disney Experience app for assistance at any time during their stay, providing convenient customer support services that don't require guests to wait in line or visit the lobby. For cast member training, Disney Park cast members are received in targeted training on the new policies and practices in place, including how to help guests adhere to the new health and safety measures. Employee areas are being cleaned with increased frequency, and the new workplace practices include protocols for routine temperature checks, wearing of face coverings, and physical distancing. Cast members are instructed to self-screen for temperature elevation and any symptoms of illness prior to each shift and remain home if they feel unwell.
And lastly, working together. Disney is providing all the resources necessary to make guests aware of its new policies, proactively sharing information ahead of time so that guests can know what to expect during their visit. New signage at the parks and resorts underscores the importance of personal health and hygiene measures, physical distancing, etc. Disney has even dedicated a special group of cast members to explain new procedures to guests in the park who are also available to answer any questions and encourage everyone to adhere to the new guidelines. A new Together We Can Make Today Incredible health and safety campaign brings in Disney's characters from the Incredibles movie to help emphasize the need to adhere to healthy behavioral guidelines. So, boom. That is what we got going on for Disney. And one thing that is important to note is that, yes, Disney theme parks are going to be opening up in Orlando, but it's not the first theme park that has opened. There are a couple of other well-known theme parks that have already opened and I think that with Disney opening up third, they probably had an opportunity just to see how the other go lives have been. And based off some of those experiences, they've been able to most likely cross pollinate some of the experiences and try to get the best practices so that their opening can be a lot better. So the other two theme parks that have opened ahead of time have been SeaWorld Orlando and Busch Gardens Tampa. And then you also have the Universal Studios Orlando, they both have reopened. So both of these parks, you know, from, you know, I personally haven't been to the parks. You know, I, I have some people who are interested in going to the parks, but just from some of the studying and from the research that I've done, you know, for the most part, some of the biggest things that they've discussed during these openings are, you know, in the beginning, you know, the lines to enter the park are most likely going to be very large that social distancing when you're waiting to get in can be difficult. A lot of the park and rides going back and forth from your hotels, then going into the actual park itself, those are going to be the areas where you have the most people that are in front of you and behind you. And then once you get into the park, you know, when you're waiting in the lines, they, you know, from at least seeing what Universal has done as well as seeing what SeaWorld has done, it seems like the lines are demarcated so that you do have your social distancing that are there. But once you get outside of those lines and you're walking into the theme park, then it's pretty difficult to adhere to social distancing policies and procedures just because it's an all-out free-for-all. There's, you know, you're not going to really be able to direct people to go into a certain place just because there's so many people that are going to be in the park. So that's going to be difficult. You know, other things that you know we've been able to see from looking at some of these articles and stories are that when it's time to eat, when you have your lunches and your dinners, more more importantly, I guess, lunches, you know, especially that normal noontime rush when everybody tends to want to go into the theme parks for lunchtime, that's going to be a difficult thing because you're waiting in line, everybody wants to eat at the same time. So most likely trying to avoid some of those high peak lunchtime would probably help you to help avoid some of the long lines and plus, you know, with social distancing guidelines that they're trying to cover, you know, allow for you to be able to go in and out a little quicker if you're trying to avoid some of those big peak times. Again, walking through the parks, you know, there's probably nothing that you can really do to to get away from people. But I think the the key when you're looking at this is what are you actually going to be doing with the masks? And from looking at what Disney 
has talked about just now in this article, looking at what SeaWorld has done and also looking at Universal, it seems like masks are required. There are going to be individuals who work for the theme parks that will be monitoring individuals who are not wearing masks appropriately and will be reminding them, hey, please make sure that you put on your mask appropriately. And I think, you know, for the most part, you know, other than, I guess, going on water rides, I don't think the the masks are required for the water rides just because it's going to be able to get soaked. And then while you're eating and drinking, you know, outside of that, for the most part, from what I've at least seen in the articles, that you have to wear masks everywhere else. Some things that I just personally am leery of, and that's why, you know, I, I feel like, you know, you've got to make sure that you're you're practicing social distancing as much as possible. And then if you're able to get an N95, you know, you, you may want to look into getting one of those is that people don't always put on masks the right way. And, you know, I think the move that I always see a lot of times is people will generally put the mask over the mouth, but the nose piece part, you won't see that mask covering that. So I think one thing that, you know, I'm very nervous about is, you know, do people actually wear the mask the right way? And, you know, how comfortable are people going to be feeling about telling somebody else, hey, make sure you're putting on your mask if you don't work somewhere. So I, I think that's something that you've got to really consider and think about when you're in these areas. And I guess the other thing that comes to mind is the theme parks, this is going to be a huge test to see how things are going with the spread of the virus because most areas and locations, you know, when you're in a supermarket, for instance, you know, most of the individuals that are going to a supermarket are going to be confined in, you know, a general neighborhood area within a, you know, maybe five to 10 miles, you're going to go to your local areas. Whereas when you're going to a resort such as Universal or you're going to Disney, you have individuals who are traveling potentially all over the country who are trying to locate to one area to be able to have vacation. So I'm very curious to see, especially, you know, Universal Orlando is it's probably my favorite theme park, but it's on the smaller side compared to the beast that Disney has. When you've got individuals, like Disney is such a well-renowned icon that you'll have people traveling all over the world to want to come to Disney World. And one of the things I'm very nervous about is you have all these different individuals coming from all different areas of the country. They come to Orlando. They, you know, you do the whole theme park thing and then you end up going back home to wherever you're coming from. So it'll be very interesting just to see how things go with coronavirus, with the numbers, because that is your literal melting pot. And you've got people from all over the world who come visit these locations. So that'll be one thing that I will be very curious about with regards to how are things going with the spread of the coronavirus. And in general, you know, are we able to keep the proper protocols? You know, do I feel that the park should be open? I mean, I think eventually things need to get back to normal. I mean, I think it's one of those things where we have, you know, closed down things. And I I guess I'm torn, you know, as a healthcare practitioner. You know, I understand the need to social distance. I understand trying to only let essential things open and really try to keep people home because when you keep people home, then you're decreasing the the potential of spreading things. 
But then the other caveat to that is that if you keep people home, people can't work. If people can't work, then you're not able to provide for yourself. You're not able to provide for yourself. And what are you going to do? So it's one of those situations where it's just tough because, you know, how, how do you balance that? So when it comes to these theme parks, I mean, these theme parks have individuals who work for these areas and these individuals need to have a living. These individuals need to be able to provide. They need to be able to eat. So in these parks, they provide, you know, so much money into the economy, when it, whether whether it's just individual who work at these theme parks, whether it's vendors that these theme parks use that also need to work so that they're able to provide for themselves, whether it's for, you know, me, again, I'm a Floridian, so whether it's the state of Florida and tourism and how important tourism is to the state and how you know, for the past few months, you know, the tourism has really gone down. So it's tough because, you know, do you, you have to walk a very delicate slope when you're looking at both of these things. So, you know, I do feel that, yes, things do need to open up. And I do think that living with the coronavirus is the new norm and it's the new reality. We've got to figure out how to do certain things. And I think that's where it's, Yes, it's it's within all of our powers to make sure that we're doing whatever we can do to make sure that we're able to to support our fellow human, but also not trying to add or exacerbate what's going on with the spreading of the virus. So that's where I think we're in the masks is it, you've got to be able to do that. And, and people can't take it seriously to the point where or they people need to take it serious, but people shouldn't feel that wearing a mask is somehow infringing on just what their beliefs are because I mean do people say that for seatbelts I mean when you're driving you get in trouble for not wearing your seatbelt and I mean do people say hey me wearing my seatbelt you know restricts me being able to to move around in the car so that I can drive no it's just it's just one of the things that you have to do you know it's the same thing as when we're walking around I mean there are different laws that you have to wear clothes when you're at different places and you know certain people can definitely say hey it's restricting on my ability to be able to walk around and i need to be free because i was made free so i shouldn't have people telling me to put on clothes because it's my right i should do whatever i want you know when when it comes to infections when it comes to these types of global situations this is where public health is important and when you're looking at public health public health is more than just me myself and what i can do for myself it's thinking of my fellow man or woman to make sure that we as a whole are able to do our part to be able to keep each other safe so that we are able to go back to quote unquote normalcy again so that you know we're not messing up for somebody else so i feel that in order for us to be able to have things like this in order for us to be able to go to places like this we've, we've got to do the mask thing and look you know we're not asking people to put on a mask for the whole you know the rest of their lives every second every minute every hour of the day it's look if you want to be able to work it's like you know when you if you're a professional you may have to be licensed in something in order to be licensed you have to go through certain prerequisites to be able to get to that point and i think it's one of those things where if you want to go somewhere the requirement is to wear a mask wear the mask i guess for me i'm just used to wearing the mask because i live in south florida and in south florida 
when you're walking around in public, you have to have a mask on in order to be able to walk around in public. And it's been like that from the beginning. So I think maybe some of where people are seeing some differences are maybe from areas that haven't really been affected with the coronavirus, who haven't actually seen how things are when you're in the hospitals, who don't know somebody who's passed away from coronavirus, or don't know anybody who has received the coronavirus, or their only interactions with somebody who's gotten coronavirus has been somebody who has flu-like symptoms. So I guess for me, working in the hospital setting, you know, being right next to the intensive care units and seeing patients come in and out, you know, I've been able to see how things are and what the worst of the worst is. And for me, you know, I want to make sure that I'm able to do whatever I can to make sure that I'm helping out not spreading of this disease and from preventing them getting it myself. So if this is what we need to be able to do to be able to go to theme parks, to be able to open up, then I say we just do it. And I think that this is going to be a huge test with Universal Orlando opening up already, with SeaWorld already opened, with now Disney being opened, how is this experiment going to work? And I think that as you start seeing these major places working and are opening up again, these major places are going to be the blueprints for other larger areas again. Because, again, what are some other things that people want to open up again if you want to go back to normal? You're looking at sports. That's the newest topic that people are talking about, you know, with having, you know, the NBA trying to reopen at the end of July, with having the NFL trying to reopen in the fall, what's going on with college sports right now, what's going on with baseball, hockey. These are all environments that are involving fans who help support the league being able to run because you've got your ticket sales. And if we want to be able to get back to the things that we enjoy doing, We've got to feel comfortable enough to just listen to instructions to be able to do something like wear a mask. And if wearing a mask is something that you feel is against what you want to do, then don't attend those events and, you know, stay in the comforts of your own home where you can take off your mask and be just fine. So that, that's kind of my two cents on that. And, you know, are is are we personally going to be going to the theme parks? Eh, probably not now in the very beginning. But I could see that, you know, maybe sometime, maybe not necessarily 2020, just more because of Amelia being born. But do I see 2021 being an opportunity for us to maybe wear a mask? Eh, maybe, maybe. You know, it's one of those things where my daughter, Ophelia, she has been trained on how to wear a mask. She feels comfortable going out in public with the mask. She knows that if we have other individuals who aren't a part of our home nucleus coming to the house, you know, she's used to us wearing a mask and she's used to wearing a mask and she knows she needs to wear a mask to protect people. So I think that's one of those things that we've got to think about. And it's good practice because, you know, again, the next phase of life and you guys have been hearing about it on the news is, you know, are we going to be reopening up schools again? And, and that's another different conversation that we'll probably have to have on a different podcast because that's that's gonna be a large one but long story short it's pretty much going to be the same argument like if we want people to come go to school if we want to be able to get back to some sort of normalcy we've got to try to make things as safe as possible and as of now you know the the safest thing that we know about is going to be your masks and some sort of 
combination with social distancing. And even if there is a vaccine that comes out, you know, for those of you who are medically inclined know that, you know, the vaccines for the flus, just because you get your flu shot doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get the flu. You know, the, you know, the behind the scenes on how vaccines are made and trying to figure out what the exact strand are going to be, you know, that's going to be something that is, you may not get that specific strand that the vaccinators or the, the vaccine makers are trying to set up. So there's a lot of things that will be going on. So for now, what can you do to help protect yourself? Again, it's got to be that mask. You know, put on that mask. If you're able to get an N95, that's probably even better because, you know, that not only prevents you getting things from other people. I mean, it's not only helping other people people not getting things from you, but it's also you not being able to get things from somebody else. And if you're not able to get an N95, then going with some sort of face cloth, because at least you will then prevent spreading something to somebody else. So it's been 27 minutes. I think this is probably a pretty good stopping point for the podcast right now. Just want to make sure that you guys know that, no, the Marston brothers have not forgotten about you. It's just been a lot of stuff that's been going on between you know, Marvin and, you know, what he's been finishing up with, you know, Christopher, what he's been finishing up, and, of course, myself and and us having a, a newer addition to the Marston family household. So we are now Marston Party at four. But I'm definitely looking forward to having the Marston brothers back again on another podcast just so that we can share with you guys what we've been working on for the last few months because we have been pretty busy during this hiatus, and I think that when we get an opportunity to be able to share that with you guys, you guys will understand completely why we we were on a brief break. But again, we're going to be bringing it back. I've got a little bit of time right now since, you know, I've been able to take some paternity leave. And, you know, Amelia's at a point now where she's getting to be on a little better of a schedule. So we're going to be able to have a little bit more time to be able to share some information out to the group. So... Just to summarize what's going on, hey, Disney is opening up. If you feel that, you know, you feel comfortable with going to the park, you know, check it out. Because from what I've seen in the stories, the lines aren't as long as they typically are. But just remember, be safe. Make sure you put the mask on. Make sure you're practicing hand hygiene. And just be smart and protect yourself whenever you go, wherever you're going. Don't put your hand on your face. You know, just wash, wash, wash. And I think you'll you'll end up being okay when it comes to that. So with that being said, again, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the Marston Brothers Podcast. If you like what you hear, please feel free to give us a five-star review. If you want to get at us, definitely email us at marstonbrothers at gmail.com. We'd definitely love to hear you and any ideas that you've got from there. And please feel free to share this episode and all of our other episodes to some of the people who you feel would enjoy this episode or just other episodes in general, because we do this because we want to be able to share what our thoughts and topics of life are and, you know, make you think about something when you have, have an opportunity to do so. So with that being said, that is me, myself, and I. Thank you again for another opportunity for letting me get into your ears. And with that being said, until next time, guys, peace out, Marston Brothers crew. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life.
What are you doing? To a microphone. Are you talking to the microphone? Yeah. Are you making noise? Yeah. How old are you? Two. Two. Yeah, I two. Okay. <laughs> what else are you doing? I do a three. You're three? Ten, eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Four? Yeah, four. And five? Okay. Okay. Six. Very good. You're going to play with... Play with Grandma? No, I play Eli, okay? Eli's sleeping. Are you going to take a nap? No. Okay. I want to go on a cruise. What do you want to do? I'm going to go on a cruise. When are you going on a cruise? I'm going to go on a cruise. Maybe another time. Okay. All right. All right. All right, I'm going to press ready? stop. We're ready? Yeah. Okay. Sink. Why are you picking your nose? See? You're picking your boogers. I got this. Okay. I think we've got enough video, right? Yeah. We got enough recording? Yeah. Are we going to pay you royalties? Yeah. Okay. Anything else do you want to say? Yeah. What else do you want to say? Uh, my teeth. Your teeth? What color are your teeth? What's that? What's what? What's that? That's, I don't know. You tell me. What's that? Okay. All right, Philia.